Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. We may be Daryl and Ed, but today... Oh, you know what? Can I... uh, Make a suggestion. Can I make a suggestion (laughs) for today's show? (laughs) Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's be frank. (laughs) Just for today, let's be frank with Frank Conti. When we stop fighting against the events of our lives, things always go better for us. On today's episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that when we bless a thing, no matter how tempting it is to curse it, and that's a big part of it, it will bless us in amazing ways. And during the second segment, Rough and Tumble Frank Conti keeps our thoughts moving in a healthy direction with today's daily word, faith. Yes. Oh, man, these breaths really sum up what this show is all about. I know, because the whole show really sums up in in the great reality that life is always for us. And as one of our guests we had on a few episodes, he's going to be actually his episode is going to be airing after. I mean, before this one aired, it's uh, Joe Williams. That's right. That He always reminds himself the only person that the only thing and the only way and the only person who's in charge of those two things who can make this situation any worse is me. That's right. That's right. And that's that. Some people say, oh, that's so negative. But no, what we're referring to is when you're in a situation where you feel scared and it feels like, oh, my God, the world, it's going to get worse. There's nothing I can do. No, we got to realize that what we do has a has everything to do with what's going to happen next. Yeah, because the key thing, the problem with all of us, and I know for myself and every person I talk to agrees with this, it's to not let fear tempt me into seeking refuge in the negative. Yes. Because that's what it does. I got to always reach higher in that moment. And it's not always easy. That's right. Because fear really is like a hypnotic state. When we're looking through that lens, it looks very real. And so... We really have to learn to pay attention to the way we feel. It helps to have some principles that we practice, like through our morning routine each morning, reading, inspired reading, meditating, where we make connection and realize that that life really is moving in a positive direction. Where we get that, when I get that feeling that 
those fears, when I feel them within myself, let go and I realize they're not real during my meditation time and then during my affirmative prayer time, nothing beats that because at least once in the day and, and for us, and we often do it in the evening as well, we reconnect with what's real and we remember it. Even if during the day we tangle with those fears, we it, it strengthens our faith, like you said, yeah. to be able to still make inspired choices, even if there's sort of this fearful voice inside of our mind kind of yelling, no, 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 go back, or this is terrible, they're judging you, or you'll never be able to, you've never done this before, how are you going to do it, and all these kind of voices. When those voices are active, that's when having some faith that we build each day is very, very beneficial. Yes, and that's what these three breaths we're going to do, our affirmative breaths, were born out of realizing yes. that the problem always starts when my mind jumps into fear-based problems. I'll have a fear about something. It could be anything, like Lori's car lease is coming yes. up in October. Or the dryer repairman for my tenants didn't get back to me. Right. So it's all of a sudden fear-based problem solving kicks me into seeking refuge in the negative disguised as I'm trying to figure out how can I bring this about because it doesn't feel like it's going to. And that's the moment where I got to like yeah. grab myself yeah. by the by the back of the shirt and say no. Don't don't jump overboard yet. Don't you're the only one who can make this worse. No news is good news. Sit tight and instead of worrying about how it's going to come about and this is our crazy breaths. Yeah. Instead we should be thinking about how I'm going to be saying to Ed later, I don't know how it's going to come about, but I always remind myself, I'm just going to focus on how later I'm going to be grabbing in and go, wow, this stuff really works, Ed. Yeah. And just like me, I had summer school starting this week. And no matter how prepared I am, when fear takes over my rational mind, because the rational mind, it does, it's like it works, whether it's being controlled by fear or whether it's being controlled by information. I mean, in inspiration, excuse me, in faith. But it will just keep pumping out more of that type of problem. So, I'm so like I've had this in the past with no matter how prepared I am for a meeting or for summer school in this week, when it starts getting active and full of fear, it comes up with these crazy ideas of how, how I need to fix this. And there might not even be a problem. There, there are more than likely there is yes. no problem. Oh, we're going to read that. So, so, so let's take a breath to clear our mind. Remember, clear out these hows. We're right getting now. rid of these hows. Yeah. All right, let's take a breath. Uh, isn't it funny that the guy who said how was sitting bull? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So I dropped the hows. And allow the wows. Ah. I drop the hows and allow the wows. Ah. I drop the hows and allow the wows. And those angels sound good as always. We got some great readings to help us all. Yeah, you know, just a sneak preview. When Frank uh, Conti comes on later, he's going to talk about the fact because our rational mind, it in high, when it looks back on things, it can see how they all connect. That's right. But in the moment, 
it's at a loss because we're in this moment we're living it. Somehow we have to find a way to live this moment with faith and joyful expectancy and enthusiasm, even though we can't, we can sense how it's going to turn out, but we, there's no way you can like guarantee you like, you can't have that kind of guarantee until after the fact, even the, and that's why it's important that even in the insignificant moments that they're realized they're significant because half a day or a week or five years down the road, yeah. you're going to turn back and go, oh, my God. Yeah. If I didn't do that then. Right. Or go here or do that. Or even something as mundane as right. taking a walk on the, you know, where I go from my walk, you're going to bump into somebody yeah. that makes a significant positive shift in your life. Yeah. And, you know, that's why it's when life becomes a game of giving, then yes. every moment when it becomes a question of how can I give my best. How can I give my gifts, my joy, my enthusiasm to this moment? It doesn't matter what's going to happen That's next right. because we know that good always comes. And not only does good come from it, but the feeling of giving in that moment is good. Yes. Eric Butterworth in Spiritual Economics, which is a book I highly recommend. Any book we read, go to DarylOnEd.com. There's a reading list where you can order the books for yourself. We don't get paid for this, but we just like to share with you the books that inspire us. We call them the books that have the medicine Books that you can pick up and read one paragraph from anywhere in the book and feel the boost you need. So in Spiritual Economics on page 36 in my copy, he says, by your thinking, you are either adding to your good or you are taking away from it. It is that simple. You have negative, your negative thoughts of fear and worry are depleting your good faster than inflation erodes the value of the dollar. And your positive optimistic thoughts add to your good more dramatically then compound interest increases your bank savings. Yes, and because you know a lot of people say restraint, like they they use the word restraint. Like I used to think it meant like uh, being tolerant, but that negative use of the word tolerant, where I'm packing the musket and I'm just being tolerant of this situation or person. I don't yeah. like it, but I'm gonna prove that I'm better than everyone because I'm tolerant. Yeah, and you, you never really feel joy in no. this. It's, it's kind of restraint of what we call, yeah, packing the musket, but where you're just building up your negative inside. But when I realized that when I'm in those moments of fear, that I I turn I see the word differently now, that restraint is really me avoiding getting being tempted to get in my own way. Yeah. Because any act based on fear carries its own seed of destruction. It never leads to That's anything what good. Yes. Says. I was just thinking of that very quote. If we really, the more we practice it and really see that that is true, let me read this and, okay. then, and then you'll read oh, that. This one, this one I've been reading regularly. This goes right along with what you just said about practicing yes. restraint. And this is the kind of restraint or redirection or yes. consciously redirecting your thinking. This yes. is like the positive uh, act of will yes. so that we can get back into a willingness place. Because willingness is when we're in the flow and we're cooperating with our own inner divinity or God, if you will, and the flow of life and, and everything works out. hunches. Sometimes it takes acts of will to redirect yourself back into the flow where we relax and remember that all is well. Well, yeah, it, it always does, really. It always does, yes. And Emmett Fox in Find and Use Your Inner Power, which highly recommend this book, he says, this is just the last part of a reading called Don't Be a Tragedy Queen. Don't be a tragedy queen. Whether you are a man or a woman, for it is not a question of gender, but of mental outlook. No matter what happens, refuse to take it tragically. Absolutely repudiate a crown of martyrdom. If you cannot laugh at yourself, which is the best medicine of all, 
at least try to handle the difficulty, like you said, in an objective way, as though it concerns somebody else. Oh, that works like magic. To be tragic is to accept defeat. To refuse to be tragic is to affirm victory. Know that you can be victorious and insist upon victory. Realize God in me is stronger than anything I have to meet. And I got to tell you, when I started summer school, which is on Zoom, and I've been doing other things on Zoom, like lunch groups, but not teaching academically and doing like my rational mind on that morning, on Monday, when I had to start, was telling me everything I did wrong. I didn't do enough. To, you know, so I really had to, when I read this, yes, I really had to repudiate the, yeah. uh, the, the urge to cast myself as a martyr. Because then when I start feeling and believing that fear, then I also start feeling resentment towards all the people who didn't do their job, who didn't prepare me, who didn't tell me this. Or, you know, I, it always goes hand in hand. Fear and resentment tend to build on each other. Because yeah. like you said, if I go for the safe harbor of protection and fear, I end up resenting people because I'm not, I get out of the flow of living my life joyously, which is what we really want. Like I said earlier, the act of giving my gifts. That's yes. what we come here to do. Yes, and that actually helps my brain switch over. I can't believe you're saying this. Yes. i got to read something. Okay, good. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, end at what I was saying with the, when I read this and I wrote it down, God in me is stronger than anything I have to meet. And it was funny because I'm meeting my students on, like that's how this stuff works too. That's one of those things that made me say, wow, because I just picked up this book and it's on page 30 and find your, and use your inner power in my copy. And it was just randomly opening to that page and I read it and I, you know, I felt the urge to read it and I almost yes. didn't. But I just said, oh, you know, because part of me was going, nothing's going to help. I mean, I talk about this stuff week in, week out. I've been practicing it for a lot of years. But still, that rational mind was going, what's the use? Because the fear felt so overwhelming. But I just reached for the book. I read it. And when I read that last line, that God is stronger than any challenge I will meet, oh, man, it just put my mind at ease. And I ended up having such a positive day. Each day has gotten better. And that first day... The people that my fearful mind believed were doing more than me, they thanked me because they ended up using some of the tools that I had developed. I mean, I, I developed those tools with the help of my friend Josh in the Bay Area who told me he's been teaching with Zoom. He said, look, do this, that and the other thing. And I ended up doing that, making these slideshows with videos and fun stuff that they could see. And they worked so well that the very people that I thought were, quote, doing more than me, thanked me later that day because they used the materials I had made and they helped them out. And that made me say, wow. <laughs> well, speaking of wow, it's very difficult to get into the habit of letting go of hows and trusting in wow that there's going to be wows. Right. At least from our experience, if you're not getting in the healthy habit yes. of a simple uh, routine of connecting with this higher, whatever you want to call your higher self or your God within. or Well, that's what I liked about uh Terry McBride's show, which was, when was that, last week or the yeah. week before, whatever the case was, when he, he replaced, remember, my, my, my inner divinity yes. with that. So that's another thing you could say yeah, the, that you the, might the, like. My own divine nature. That's yeah, my own said. divine nature. Okay, so this is from 24 Hours a Day, another morning reading. And this helped, you know, you made me think of that French. My own divine uh, nature, I love that. Sorry, that French uh, proverb. He who fears to suffer suffers from fear. Wow. Yes. I love that one. Every time you say it to me, it's like, so, yeah, always the perfect little reminder. We got to click back in. And, and it's easier to click in throughout your day if you're doing something in the morning. And here's a great reading on that from June 16th. Yes. And it says, seek God early in the day before he gets crowded out by life's problems, difficulties, or pleasures. In that early quiet time, gain a, gain a calm, 
strong confidence in the goodness and purpose in the universe. Do not seek God only when the world's struggles prove too much and too many for you to bear or face alone. Seek God early when you can have a consciousness of God's spirit in the world. People often only seek God when their difficulties are too great to be surmounted in any other way, forgetting that if they sought God's companionship before they need it, many of their difficulties would never arise. And after I read these things in the morning, I hung my hat on that. As long as I'm doing this, you know, connecting with God, a lot of these problems need never arise. And I yes. just choose to believe this. And after you were talking about how um, the key to me feeling to willfully getting clicked over, it's hard to do a force of will. But when I start thinking of my, what's my higher position? What's my purpose in life? And I always have to hang it on. I'm here to be an ambassador of God's love. Yes. And the other day I had to really put on the white hat. And what that is, I just imagine, Daryl, just wear the white hat. I mean, just be the good guy in this situation. Because a lot of things were going on at my house. Yes. You know, with uh, my tenants, the the heater, the dryer needed to be repaired. Yes. And I didn't hear back from the Maytag repairman. Right. After he said he was coming on Friday and then nothing. So you were tempted, just like in our description, you were tempted to curse the situation. Yes, yes. Put on the black hat. And, and be a tragedy queen. And be a tragedy yes. queen. Yes. And I was tempted to start thinking, oh, I just, I even like murmured to Laura, I think I just want to buy a condo. I just right. want to live in a condo. Right. I do anything. And she laughed at me. Thank goodness. Yes. And but I had to just no. I'm going to wear the hat. Wear the white hat. I'm going to be the ambassador of God's love in this situation. And when I took that role, I started feeling empowered. Right. Like to reassure Cliff and don't worry and, right. and not curse the, the the Maytag repairman. Although my mind in that tragic alone time. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one, folks. Just to let you know how my you're not alone in thinking this way. We're not saints. The only reason we do this stuff is not because we're it's vir, it's virtuous. It's we do it because it works. So over the weekend, when I didn't hear back from this guy, but I knew enough, don't take action. The only one who can make this worse is you. It's the weekend. Let it go. No news is good news. I started thinking, uh-oh, I've used this guy in the past, but he probably forgot who I was. And now he he's mistaken me for some other guy in Culver yeah. City who probably didn't pay him. And now, but what my mind does, like you said, once you open up that can of worm of fear, it started giving me another fear. Oh, shoot. And now I'm the prosecutor against myself. And yes. I'm having, I mean, I see myself in a court of law and I'll like, no, I got to be able to prove that I wasn't that guy, but right. he's not believing it. Like I saw this whole thing I in my mind. I hear you. I'm so glad you're sharing it. Totally. That's what our minds do. So, so I had a click over to instead going, no, I'm going to click. I don't know how this is going to come about. But it's but God's gonna work it out magically. And anytime that fear came, I said, No, this is gonna be an awesome story. Yeah. You know, of course, it has a happy ending because when faith is the magic tool, if we could read this in all our books, I wrote it this morning in my little book, and it says, What you accept and believe is yours finds its way into your experience as if drawn by a magnet. Yeah. Free from doubt and fear with trust equals a miracle. But sometimes you get, and I just thought I'm going to be the good guy, the good guy. Sure enough, the guy calls me all apologetic. Yeah. He had allergies. He thought he had Corona. <laughs> he yeah. found out he, so his mind was doing the same thing. And uh, long story short, everything was resolved. And the other day, 
you know, start practicing this stuff in little things. Right. Because the little things to the universe are just as significant as the big deals. That's right. And they get you on. What you're trying to do is get on the wavelength with the flow of life, with the positive, with the faith, with that right. joyful expectancy. So any the little things, like you said, are just as good. Our consciousness yes. doesn't know any different. And I had like four major hows. There was that dryer in my tenants. They also had a sink I just replaced, the faucet, and that was leaking. And I had an exhaust fan in my house. And nothing right. seemed to be coming together. And I'm helping a 96-year-old neighbor sell her, se- right. her 1974 Monte Carlo. Right. And I'm taking on the responsibility with that. So I had to let go of all those hows and just get into imagining me telling it, wow, you're not going to believe how this all came right. out. Now, that was on Monday, right? Here yeah. it is Wednesday. The car is sold for the price you wanted. It is Thursday. Oh, Thursday. So you're going to throw me off. So. But it's Friday to our listeners. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, Perfect. within a week, the sink's repaired, the dryer's fixed, the exhaust fan's put in, and her my neighbor's car is sold, and it was effortless. But just to give you a small example. Wait, wait. Before you go, because yeah. you're talking a lot about waking up from the nightmare and that Marianne Williamson oh, yeah. reading. I heard uh, our former guest, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who was on here, told this little story about this Cohen where this, the teacher asked the student, or he tells the student, imagine there's a goose in, trapped inside a bottle. And the guy goes, okay. And he says, how do you get the goose out of the bottle? It has a very small, it's a glass bottle, like an apple juice jug with yeah. a little opening at the end. And he's like... How do you get the goose out of that bottle, right? And long story short, the the, the he eventually the student meditates on her and the and the answer to this Cohen is stop imagining that the goose was in the bottle in the first yes! place because he was the one who imagined it was and that's how we imagine ourselves being a goose in a bottle. We don't realize that we're the one who has to stop imagining that nightmare. Dude, so yes. Yeah, so this is from. Marion Williamson, A Year in Miracles. And I got to tell that quick little presidential yeah, story. Yeah, 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 I agree. And she says, may I not be tempted today to believe in the illusions, yes. these things we make up, of suffering and loss. May I rather see them through the possibilities for healing and be used by you to bring the healing forth. And so it is. Can, can I tell you one thing about Everything? that prayer? That, that's diff- Yeah, you got to read that too. Okay. But I, let me, I have to say this because I hear it and it's finally coming clear to me. An affirmative version that works for me of that prayer is today I will see through all illusions of suffering loss. I will see the infinite possibility. Try praying that way. The difference between asking something to do it for me, like, please help me, and just saying it. If you really do it in your quiet prayer time, you will be blown away at how inside you start feeling the shift already happening. That's when you know oh, it's gonna, working. I'm going to have to read about doing it affirmatively when we start the second half. Yeah, okay, good. Do you want to hear this? And, I yeah, do. I got yeah, time yeah, go for this story. So this is what she says. I remember today that ultimate reality is always perfect. Yes. I will not be swayed today by the appearances of the world. I will not be tempted into despair. For I remember that the suffering of the world is a product of our own collective madness. Yes. And God has promised to heal us. I surrender my mind for healing today, that I might be part of the mass awakening that is lifting all of us out of our nightmares. And yeah, because God heals us because God never changes. God right. never turns into the nightmare. We just, our mind starts believing it. So tell this story about how you yeah, found this. I was going to say a short af- a way I do that affirmatively is God is renewing my mind yes. and improving my circumstances. Yes. So uh, the other day I woke up yes. and I've been trying to, I've been, inspired to make a book of the 45 presidents illustrated yes. with one of their funny little quirks. Right. 
And I did a few of them already. I got at Fuzaro on Instagram, F-O-O-Z-A-R-O. You can see some of them there. Yes. So uh, I got inspired. Instead, I, I've been working with collage mixed with drawing, and I like it better. And then I had the inspiration. I should do the presidents like that. Yes. And I was on fire. Go, and it felt so good. Right, so I right. knew it was right. And my mind says, yeah, it'll be easier and more fun. So I started going, there must be a book on public domain images that the public owns because we pay for these portraits of the presidents. So I'm looking online, I find them, and then I'm thinking, I got to print these. I'm like, it didn't, it felt like too much work. I got to print them on my home printer, then rip them and collage them. I said, no, there's got to be a book out there that I could just have fun with. Right. And I started researching online. I started to feel that congestion from doing too much research. Yeah, tension, you can't see it, but his shoulders are tensing yes. up. And it just doesn't, you know that feeling. When yeah, it's not you're no longer in the flow because if it was a good idea, I was a great idea, but I was doing the how work. Right. So I said, screw it. I threw it up to God. I said, forget it. I'll just never mind. I go to meet Ed and our friend Stephen, who's been on the show. Stephen Sidlow, actor for coffee because Ed was working that day at the yes. district at the school district. And he thought he'd be done early. But he wasn't. Which so I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So Steve and I just got our coffees. We started walking through this neighborhood down roads we never walked through before. Right. Long story short, we stumble across one of these- Those little lending libraries that look like birdhouses that are in a lot of neighborhoods nowadays. Yes, where you freely take a book, freely give a book. Yeah. Guess what was in there, folks? It is, uh, as soon as I saw it, it doesn't say photographs of president, it just says a year, a, a century of America. Well, the first thing though, you can tell okay, real quick, okay. the first birdhouse library, had a book about Bill Clinton, right? Yes. And uh, JFK. And, and, um, two books, right? And JFK. JFK and Bill Clinton. So that's like what Emma Fox calls land. Signs of Land. It wasn't the whole enchilada, but then then they kept walking and they found well, this one. Well, that's what I mean, because Steve's going, oh my God, what are the chances of you finding these two presidents? Yeah. And I go, I know. So then we walk a, another route. We never went. There's a bright yellow hand-built library. And I see this book from the side, like I said, didn't say it was photographs, but my gut went, that's grab that book. Yeah. It's like three inches thick. It's this big giant paper. It's got the pictures and crazy candid pictures of every president from 1889 to 1989. That's more than half of my job. That's amazing. It's done. Yeah, right. And I, yeah. I mean, it's just this stuff, man. You can't lose with the stuff we use. That's right. But it was great for Stephen to see that. And remember, it's just reassurance that, look. This stuff, you become magnetic. Yeah. The good you seek is seeking you when you just let it go. That's right. Man, if you want to boost, because you just said that quote, go to Reverend, find a Reverend Ike talk on YouTube. Yes. Man, it's fantastic. He was like a, a Daryl and Ed of yesteryear, and he we get a lot of inspiration from him. So, because he really helps you click the channel back into faith. With unapologetic. Like real faith, like the kind that is powerful and makes you feel good. So, coming up next, rough and tumble. Frank Conti keeps our thoughts moving in a healthy direction with today's daily word, faith. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. 
If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Ed? Yes? Can I be frank? <laughs> well, ne- never mind. Let's both be frank. That's right. Welcome back to Funniest Thing. Today's episode is Let's Be Frank. And uh, you have something you're oh. going to share with the, the... This is this is awesome. This is an listeners. illustration from the, the early, like the beginning of the last century, right. turn of the 1800s and 1900s, by an author named Robert A. Russell. And he drew this illustration... And it, in the middle, it's thought, the word thought. Yes. And it shows our two choices, and that's our creative power and divine energy is thought. We could use it towards positive right. or negative. But here's the best part of it all. At the top, when we're thinking positively, it says thinking up toward God. And he has that described as life as it is and as planned by God. Health, success, joy, happiness, strength, wealth faith, confidence, and all the positive things you can imagine. All the things we desire. And then it shows the only time there are problems, the power of our thought, when we put our faith in the negative with worry and doubt. It's thinking down towards self, which causes fear. Right, like that we have to do it alone. There's We're not enough. Yes. I might die. It's all random. It's all fear. And, and it says, life as we make it by our own negative thinking. Disease, failure, sorrow, misery, weakness poverty, etc. So it reaffirms that the only one who can make things worse is not just me, but my own negative thinking. Yeah, and it affirms why when we connect our thoughts in a, in a, with, in a faithful way with positive expectancy, that we, we, we're coupling ourselves yes. with the power of the universe. Yes. In fact, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. One listener, Sue Hodgson, who is actually a guest on the show also, gave us a great great quote by Bernadette P. Swanson, who said, Seeing God all around you automatically creates reverence for life. Our thoughtless actions and words can only occur when we forget that God is right where we are in every situation. Now is the time to breathe deeply and to consciously feel the presence of God filling our bodies. Now is the time to fill our minds with spiritual thoughts of kindness, compassion, and love. Now is the time to be the expression of God in our world. Go forth and be that universal conduit of God's energy. Our world needs each one of us now. Ah, Thank you, Suhachi. If you want to send us a letter, you can at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Or just go to DarylNed.com. Everything about us is there, including I'm going to put this illustration on on our page but you could just click the contact link, shoots an instant email to us, and we'll be in touch. So you let's can thank our uh, yes. Let's thank our chief engineer, Jeff Comfort. Each week, he, he takes, takes us right into the comfort zone. He's actually the reason we're back on the air. Yes. He's he's just been so uh, great to us. Supportive. Supportive. We've had the pleasure of visiting Unity Village and recording. Uh, this was a few years back in the studio there. And man, we are so thankful for Jeff Comfort. Um, let's say a shout out to the Message of Hope. They provide free spiritual materials to those in need. We love the blind or visually impaired community, which is the Message of Hope provides material for them in and also for people in institutions and uh, schools. And if you want to support their ministry, 866-421-3066. Yeah, you can call them or you can uh, utilize their resources there. Let's give a shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY. 
800-669-7729 or the app, the letter U, the word pray. It's been around for over 125 years. It's the cornerstone of the unity movement. It was the first phone line in Missouri, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, it's so awesome. If you need help getting back into a place of faith, of joyful expectancy, well, letting go of the fight, because that fight comes from these deep places in our consciousness that it's sometimes helpful to hear someone else affirming the good, just like you listen to this show, just like we listen to this show and Reverend Ike and other shows and read these books. It's so helpful to hear someone who's praying from that place. Well, and I was going to say, like Ed explained earlier, getting into the healthy habit of affirmative prayer. Yeah. Not like, please, I'd really like this to happen, but you probably want me to suffer, God. No, throw that out the window. No, this is, it's already happening. That's All we right. have to do is get on board with it. And one thing that helps us get on board is the Daily Word. You can go to DarylNed.com. At the bottom of our homepage, you can read the Daily Word. It refreshes every day. You can click there and also uh, and order the Daily Word for yourself. I get the large print. Daryl gets the regular version. Uh, we read it each morning. You can tear out pages, highlight yeah. them, keep them in your pocket. Daryl's been, uh, uh, we've both done this. That Now I've become also uh, ordering them for other people as gifts. But the, the point is, it's just such a great affirmative reading. And uh, that's why it's the sort of the center of our show each week. And to help us with the show, someone that Daryl has known for quite a while and has been instrumental in Daryl's life, um, we want to welcome Mr. Frank Conti. How are you guys, Daryl, Ed? How are you? Um, it's an honor to be with you guys. You have an extremely infectious personality, and it's really good to hear the both of you. Oh, my God. Thank you for joining us and taking the time all the way from New Jersey, correct? Yeah, from New Jersey. It's sunny and 80 degrees here. Obviously, we have more humidity where I am. Right. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's tolerable today. And uh, and, you know, it's been a good summer so far as far as the weather here. So I, and I yeah. hope both of you are well. Daryl, you want to give a quick introduction or something to let readers know how uh, listeners know how Frank has come to join us on the show. Today? All right. Let's be frank. Um, yeah. People- <laughs> <laughs> Over a thousand years ago. No, actually, back in 1990, I met Frank in Little Falls, New Jersey. Right. And uh, right. Right. It was this incredible condominium complex built in a former uh, middle of the 19th century. It was built in the like the halfway point of the 1800s. It was all brownstone on these beautiful waterfalls. Right. And they converted into condos, which were gorgeous. And and Frank and I were neighbors. But the and that was incredible because he's an incredible person and I love him very much. But. The magic really happened when he invited me to one of his parties, and I, hadn't, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to go. I ended up going, and as a result, at this party, if I had not gone, I right. would have never met Lori. Right. And I, I mean, I, that's right, one of right, the big, right. it's one of the big stories in my uh, chapters in my book. It's even titled "If you're invited to a biker party, go." <laughs> that's the. <laughs> You never so, know what's gonna happen. Right. No. And incredible how our lives continue to develop. And, you know, Frank lives the way you and I live and hopefully, you know, hopefully with a hopeful attitude. And both our lives have continued to grow and develop in spite of setbacks and seemingly negative things that have occurred throughout time. But man, I am just so grateful to have guys like you in my life, uh, Frank, even though we're not, we haven't always been in touch. You've always been with me in my mind and in my memory and in my positive, you know, my good thoughts are always attached to when I think about you. So thank you. Uh, and you're very welcome. And I feel the same way about you. And um, 
And I think that it is, um, you know, an initial meeting that creates a chemistry with somebody. And I think that that chemistry ignited right away when we met. And, and you can tell because it's had so much longevity of, of good things. Um, so I believe that it was a, you know, a thing that was meant to be and how we met. And we weren't just neighbors, just so everybody knows. We were door to door. I mean, your door and our door in the condo were literally right next to each other. Wow. So it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't even like we were on different floors. I mean, we were literally, our walls, the only thing that separated Daryl and I were the walls between us. That's oh, how close wow. we were on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you can call it coincidence, but I, I live by no coincidences. I think everything is meant to be. So um, I'm honored to know you, and um, I'm happy we're still part of each other's lives. Wait, it gets even better. You just reminded me. We were the only two, because we were down right on the river. Okay. Our two units yeah. were on the river, and they looked into the waterfalls. Wow. We were lower than the falls, right? And we yeah. were the only two people on that. Down floor. there, right? <laughs> we were the oh. only two. It's crazy how we met. You know, you, know, yeah. Frank, you, you were telling us about kind of something that you were uh, sharing with your son about how you look at life and how, um, with regards to the way things connect in ways that we don't you know that we can't know in this moment would you mind sharing a little bit about that whole idea because yeah, that analogy was very uh interesting and okay, helped really yeah. Helped. <laughs> yeah 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 well so it, it is an interesting analogy sometimes people feel that it's not the best analogy but it was a way that i was very effectively able to uh bring something across that he could visualize so right what i said to my son what i said to my son alex was he was, you know, going on and on about, oh, I have to go here. I have to do this. And if I never did that, I would have been better off. And I said, wait a minute. I said, back up a minute. I said, if I said, you have to look at your life as uh, accumulation of just things that you are set on a path to do. Now, that path doesn't necessarily mean it's always going. It doesn't go straight all the time. It could be a crooked path. But nevertheless, it's a path that you've envisioned for yourself. So I said, you have to step back and look at it this way. If you I said on, on a detective show or a crime scene show, all, all, the detectives show up and you see chalk line of a body that was in the street and something happened, right? I said, the detectives right. get there and now they have to work backwards to find out how the body got there, how, you know, uh, what happened that minute, what happened prior to that minute, how is the lifestyle of this person? You know, there are so many things that kind of resulted in how that person got there in that state and there's a chalk line around them. So I said, what happens in life is sort of the same thing. I said, obviously, you're not going to you know, get hit by a bus and be on the street. I said, right. but if you, I said, things are happening today that you'll never know why you did it or when you did it or how you did it, but you'll know later on when you look back at the chalk line of your life, right. and say, this is what it was meant to be. Like, if I, like you said, Daryl, if you didn't do that at that moment 20 years ago, you wouldn't be where you are today. Yes, and I, I said, know. I said, I said, you know what? I said, you can, you can, you know, be with God and you could say, this is what I want to manifest. And this is how I want to manifest it. But the thing that you can't manifest is time. You can't ask God to do it now. God does things in his own time. He's going to get you where you need to be, but you need to right. understand that it's not about time. You can't rush your existence and your faith. That's and that's right. all it is. That's right. So that, you know, I know that resonated with him and now, yeah. you know, him getting older he does understand, but um, it was just something that I picked out, and I just felt that it was I important love it. for me to share with him. 
Yeah. Oh, Daryl's super excited. I'm super excited because you just reminded me <laughs> of something that blew my mind. Now, listen, you're not going to believe this. So when I bought that place that was right next to yours, B9, you were B10, right? Yeah. Okay, I was B9. B9. That was the unit dog, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when I got that, but I had a choice. There was one on the third floor, the same building, right? And it that overlooked the falls. But when I ended up, I was I was enamored with B9 because it was down in the river and had, you know, the rocks inside the unit, you know, that archway. You know how these units are amazing. Right. But then I started going, oh, I picked the wrong one. I should have got the one on the third floor. It would have because this is down. You know, I was just thinking all this crap. Right. And it used to plague my thoughts every once in a while. Right. And now you just made me realize, see, even these if I didn't end up. Picking that one that right. I thought later on, I should have went with the other one. It would have been a better <laughs> investment. It wouldn't. This was the best investment. Yes. Because overall, look at what it did to my life. I would have never met you. I would have right. never met Lori. I would have never, a lot of, a whole, I wouldn't be in Los Angeles. Right. Because if I right. didn't meet you and then meet Lori, I wouldn't be here. I mean, this stuff is incredible, folks. If you learn to connect the dots, you'll right. see even the things that you may have thought were the best decision you made or or maybe right. a wrong turn. If you look back and trace back, you go, oh, my God, thank God for that. This is a perfect time to segue into Wait, Let me say this story, though. I'm on fire, too, because one thing I got to share, based on what Frank just said, it, like the line just drew back in my head is, all the music for our show, because, you know, when you do art and things, you think, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to turn into that person that I admire, you know, like, or whatever. So You're going to be wearing leather pants? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be wearing leather pants in no time. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld and Eric, uh, Alec Baldwin on one of those uh, comedians of cars getting coffee, they say people think that. Some weird commission's gonna call you and go, yeah, we hear you're very talented. We wanna, we wanna come make you famous now. You know, like yeah. you think you're gonna somehow. That's what's gonna happen. But like I remember, I made a, I recorded an album at my house. I hadn't been doing any music, but I was watching a Foo Fighters documentary of all things. And Dave, Ma- Dave, what's his name? Grohl decided Dave after Dave Nirvana Roll, yeah. that he was gonna record his own music, yeah. and he had a choice. He was either gonna do. He was on the phone. He had recorded a demo tape of this music, and Tom Petty called him and wanted him to be their full-time drummer. Yeah. And he was like deciding between that tape and going to be Tom Petty's drummer, right? Which but, seemed like the big thing to do. And when he re- so he decided to go down that road with the tape, which is the Foo Fighters, millions of records. And but when he started, even as Dave Grohl, he was playing these tiny little clubs. Right. Like it wasn't instant, but. What that made me think of too. I watched that. I recorded this record. One day Daryl was over and recorded some funny vocals over the top of them. Not not much. Not many people ever really heard that record. But all that music, a couple years later, was, you came over. This is before we even had the show. Show. We all didn't know we were doing a show. All that music became the music for our show. The intros, the outros. So I would have, you know. So I have made. I may ended up making music for our show. And at times I would have thought, why did I even make that music? You're right? I know. But it all came around in the most amazing way. So following your inspiration and living a life of joyous giving, sharing your gifts, like like Frank was describing, you never know how that's going to pay off, but it puts you in the flow with life. And so. that's what happened to Frank. Because Frank, you got to share. We have plenty of time. You could share the story about how you were just doing something you love in your neighborhood you know, with animals, your love for animals, and oh, how yeah, that right. totally 
And we'll, we'll re, we're going to get to the daily word after because this story is so good and going right. along with what we're doing. <laughs> Although, okay. I hate okay. to, we're, we're chopping up. Why don't you read the daily word and yes. then tell that story? Because otherwise, I know how these things go. Yeah, let's you know, do the, the daily, daily word. word does go do with the it. story. Yes. All right. So let's okay. The daily All right. Word. Sure. Okay. So the daily word is faith, and the the literature behind the word says, "I am blessed with rightly directed faith. I have faith that is never in question." What may be in question, however, is where that faith is placed. Words of doubt, fear, or worry signify a negative faith and are the opposite of positive, hopeful expectation. I catch myself and refocus my energy into affirmative, constructive thinking. I center myself and remember that with God, all things are possible. When I notice improved circumstances, my faith continues to build. But even when I do not see evidence, I still believe. If I am tempted to doubt, I resolve to keep the faith. I keep my mind open to possibility, thinking, and vision, and all good things. I believe in the love, the activity, and the presence of God in all situations. I am continuously blessed with rightly directed faith. Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things could be done for the one who believes, Mark 9.23. Ah, that does lead nicely into the story. Yes. So, it does. so why don't you share that story? Because that is a pretty miraculous, coincidental series of coincidences when you picked up the phone call when a call finally came. Uh, okay, sure. So um, just to give you a little bit of backstory, in 2018, uh, you know, I was having some moments where my path was a little bit crooked, right? And we all deal with certain setbacks. And I was probably at a moment where I was just unsure of certain things, just in life in general, right? Because everybody right. has that moment of doubt. So I'm a firm believer of like repetitive, positive reinforcement. So, you know, I try to keep my, I get myself on track with like meditation, whatever I do. And then I just right. try to say, you know, I'm a forward thinking guy. You just keep moving forward, just keep moving forward. But what was, I guess, aching at that moment was I kept on questioning what I was, my real purpose was. So um, I was just making statements here and there every time I had a feeling about, you know, I feel like that I have a bigger purpose and I feel like I need to do something that has some sort of give back attached to it because I feel what you put out in the world comes back to you. So yes, right. Well, but prior, prior to that, like I think it was around 2009, now I'm jumping way back. Um, I, I, I presently had a dog that was a beagle and that dog was getting older. And so my, my son was still at a young age. So around 2009, I started to say, you know what, maybe we should entertain the idea of adopting a dog, another dog. This way, you know, if, if at some point, you know, my first dog, Max, if he passes away, we'll already have a backup in place. This way it will be a smoother transition without right. Right. Yes, the loss a, for a time. Yes. Right. So, so it was just something that I started to get myself attached to, but I didn't really know exactly how to go about it. And I really felt strongly that I wanted another beagle. So, you know, like within, you know, so now it's 2009 and like within a couple of months, I was just thinking about like, how am I going to do this? And I was literally walking down the street one day, you know, going to grab a cup of coffee in, in my work neighborhood. And a client was walking towards me that I had not seen for like six months, a year or whatever. And I, and I said, and this actually happened. I said, I said, hi, Leon, how are you doing? I was like, and he was walking a dog. Uh -huh. so he's like, so I'm like, Leon, I was like, you got yourself a dog? And he's like, 
well, yeah. He said, I'm not really a dog person, but I kind of just ended up with this dog. And he said, you have a beagle, right? And I said, yeah. He said, well, you should go to the shelter because they just got four beagles in the other day and they're looking to adopt them. And I'm like, oh, wow. Boy. Right? So I, I go there. I go to the shelter. I walk in. I ask about the beagles. And there was three females and a male available. So I was, I was sort of partial to males. So I was really wanting, you know, to see the dog. And they allowed me to see the dog. And he was very, very sickly, um, all bones, like very uh, malnourished. And, and he was very scared, skittish. And, you know, he might have been abused. I don't know. But he, was, he, he looked like he was a mess, right? So I'm like, who could right. possibly want this dog? So I just said to the person at the desk, I want the dog. And they were like, well, it doesn't work that way. You have to fill out an application, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, somebody says, well, there's two applications ahead of you. And you, you can't just get the dog. You have to wait to see if they default or if something goes wrong with the adoption process. And then, you, and then we'll call you. But it's most likely that that's not going to happen. And you're gonna, you could just pick another dog. And I'm like, no, I want that dog. Right. And so what I did was I, I left the shelter, went right back to my office and called my vet because I had, been in the, I had been in the shelter and I asked him a question. I said, well, who takes care of these dogs? You know, how do I know I'm not going to get the dog and he's going to die a week later? Yeah, you know, and yeah. they said, oh, well, well, there's certain vets that actually donate their time to give the dog shots and stuff like that. And I said, well, who worked on this dog? And she said, oh, Dr. Krupe. And I was like, and I'm saying to myself, that's my vet. Can wow. you believe this stuff? <laughs> right? That's amazing. So, right. So I go back to my office. I dial his number. He picked up the phone. And I said, hey, did you work on a dog at the shelter? It's a beagle male. And he was like, I, absolutely, I, I actually did. And I said, oh, because now you need to call them to tell them that's my dog and I'm coming with a $200 check and a bag of dog food to donate. And I want that dog. And he called them up and he told them the story that I, I really was dying for this dog. And I, I waited through the process a little bit and I thought I was going to lose the dog. And ultimately I wound up getting him. Now the story leads into more because I was so grateful of the, how the process worked and how, how they, you know, really helped me when I needed advice on the dog and everything else that I just fell in love with the location. So what happens is now, now we're moving forward and Stanley, that's, that's, that was the dog's name. His name was Stanley. I uh -huh. mean, he was the most amazing animal I've ever had. Right. He, he was, I, I, I would talk, we would literally, I would literally talk to him. I couldn't help it. I must've told him I loved him like 50 times a day. And right. he would come to work with, he would come to work with me. He went everywhere with me, but he, he was older when I got him a little older and he wound up passing away. So at that moment I said, I want to, I want to help. I want to give back. Now, we're speeding up now to maybe 2014, you know, uh, 15, 16, something like that, maybe 2016. Right. And I, I go to the shelter, I reacquaint myself, and now I don't have any dogs. So I said, I want to help a lot of dogs. So I fill out the application to walk the dogs. I, fill it, I, put, it in, I put it in on the pile. I'm waiting for my response. And, and about two weeks later, the building burns down. Oh, my gosh. It's completely burnt. Because, yeah, the shelter completely burns, right? So yeah. they get all of the animals out of there safely, every, and every animal was adopted. But now there was a rebuilding process that takes, you know, when you go through the red tape of the fire department, they see if it's right. arson, whatever. It takes years. So eventually, the building came back to, into play, and then I reacquainted myself with the new people that were there because another outfit took it over. I fill out the application. I go through the process. Now I'm in. So now I start walking the dogs, right? So Wait now we're speeding right. up. Go ahead. We're going to have to uh, have you back on to tell the rest of the story because oh, time I'm is sorry. flying by. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. I know you because oh, I know. Oh, wait. You know what we could do? Next week. 
Do you have? Can you join us next week? Oh yeah, sure. I, I can continue. And that I'm, would be I'm even better. Yeah, because yeah, we need a guest for next week, and we want to hear the whole. I mean, even that alone, oh, how you got the beagle, and how you Leon. <laughs> This whole thing is so outlandish. And it gets and even better, folks. So you're going to have to come back You'll, next you week. You will be our first two-parter, man. So we just want to um, – I had the same idea. So, But listen. I can't believe we lost our guest for next week, and it was because yeah. of this. So, so let, Frank could be our guest. Hang out. Hang, hang out. out. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're okay, going to wrap up the show. You can stay with us while we wrap it up. We got a quick story. Yes. Which was back when he was a teenager in New Jersey, before he found the straight and narrow, Frank Connie dabbled in pickpocketing. One day he was walking home and was the victim of a motorcycle hit and run. Uh Thankfully, the motorcycle only bumped him to the ground and he was okay, other than feeling a bit lighthearted from having the wind knocked out of him. A police officer arrived on the scene, checked Frank over and asked, do you remember his license plate? Frank, still a bit dazed and out of breath, replied, no, but here's his wallet. (laughs) That's terrible. All right, funniest thing, mailbag. There's Enzo, FedEx feline. For now, we'll just give a shout out to our friends, um, Stacy in Idaho. Thank you for listening. And we got a great gift that we'll share on the next episode. That's right. Wait, what's that latest name? It's (laughs) me, Melissa Manchester. All right, just sing us out, will you? Sure. Don't fight out loud. No need to hide. Learn how to trust your feelings. Fly high and proud. And if fear should call, Remember with God you have it all. Visit DarylAndEd.com to find easy links to everything we do. Frank Conte and Jeff Comfort. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. and proud. And if fear should call, remember with God you have it all. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.